Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Saturday, October 22nd. Jailhouse Rock. Today's scripture reading is found in Acts chapter 16, verses 22 through 26 from the Message Translation, which reads, The judges went along with the mob, had Paul and Silas's clothes ripped off and ordered a public beating. After beating them black and blue, they threw them into jail, telling the jailkeeper to put them under heavy guard so that there'd be no chance of escape. He did just that, threw them into the maximum security cell in the jail and clamped leg irons on them. Literally, he put them in the stocks. Along about midnight, Paul and Silas were at prayer and singing a robust hymn to God. The other prisoners couldn't believe their ears. And then, without warning, a huge earthquake. The jailhouse tottered. Every door flew open. All the prisoners were loose. Or you might say, footloose. This is God's Word. In addition to being what we're expected to do at certain times of assembly and religious gatherings, typically we define worship as what we do when we experience or encounter the divine breaking through into our lives and circumstances in remarkable and often unexpected ways. What we often don't do is define worship as what we do when life kicks us in the teeth, repeatedly. I can't remember in which book it was, but I recently happened upon the time when a football player, publicly known for his faith, took to social media in the wake of a crucial game that was lost, with the sentiments, Seriously, God? All of my worship, prayer, and devotion? And this is what I get? He just posted out loud and online what we all think. Seriously, God? This? Again? Still? Always? If this is how you treat your friends, okay, which is what I've always loved and hated about this classic story from the pages of Acts. As Paul and Silas are publicly lied about, then humiliated as they're stripped naked, and then publicly beaten bloody with rods. In Jewish political slash religious settings, it was typically the lash 40 times minus one. And in Gentile settings, it was a thick wooden rod. Not sure about the 40 times minus one in that setting. I think they just beat you until you or they or both were done. All the text says is that many blows or literally many plagues were put on them. And we're ready to cry out over being persecuted when someone posts something negative about us online or cancels Christmas on our coffee cup. Seriously, God, after all we do for you? But but that wasn't the end of it here in that story in Acts 16. Then they were sent to the jail, and not just to some holding cell, but to the innermost dungeon that made the worst of our prisons look like romper room. No light, no mat or cot, no seat, no toilet or other facilities, only wood stocks in which to lock your feet to make your time there as uncomfortable as possible. And, well, you know the story. At midnight of all times, though, did that really matter in a dank and dark dungeon with no windows in the heart of the prison? How could they tell? Nevertheless, at midnight of all times, 
Paul and Silas aren't commiserating or cursing or even Christian cussing. They are praying out loud and hymning robustly to God out loud. Hymning for those two would have meant trotting out a psalm from their memories and chanting and singing it responsively back and forth in the dark. Personally, I'm hearing Psalm 136. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, sings Paul, for his mercy endureth forever, replies Silas. Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods, sings Paul, for his mercy endureth forever, replies Silas. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. To him who made great lights, the sun to rule by day, the moon and the stars to rule by night, for his mercy endureth forever, forever. I hear that last forever sung in unison. Okay, maybe that's not the definition of robust, but you get the point. Can you hear them? Well, the other prisoners did. And evidently so did the very ground on which their aching, bleeding bodies were stretched as they sang in the dark this robust hymn to God because the earth moved and the jailhouse rocked. Yeah, this is worship too because we can call this the original jailhouse rock. Worship is found in the dark places too, wherever we happen to be. Worship not only when nothing good is happening but when seemingly everything that can possibly go wrong has gone wrong. Worship that doesn't follow God's dramatic breakthrough, but that actually ends up preceding it, prompting it even. Though I, I really don't think Paul and Silas thought that the seventh time they sounded that hymn, Trumpet of Praise, that the walls of the prison would literally fall down. We don't necessarily worship to bring down walls, ascribing to worship some sort of utilitarian cause and effect property. That can have the effect of making us no different from the prophets of Baal, desperate to make something happen. No, it's just that that's what often happens when we do, in fact, worship. So as you pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, think about this. When's the last time you found yourself worshiping in the dark, with your feet confined in the unyielding stocks of your circumstances? How do we access such grace to worship in the darkest and most confining of moments? Lord, you are God over all the earth, and to you all flesh will come. Let us come to you. Let us come to worship. Let us worship you, even though our feet be fastened in the stocks in the dankest and darkest of dungeons. At the appointed hour and in the spontaneous moment, in the company of others and in the solitude of lonely places, in ways loud and expressive 
in ways quiet and unspoken. In ornate sanctuary and in the checkout line of Walmart, in the quiet of the early morning and dawn's first light, and in the chaotic din of midday. In the calm of the solemn assembly and in the chaotic upheavals of the nursery. In all these ways and more, let us worship you, filled with divine breath, saturated in the deepening reality of you through your Spirit, with, upon, and in us. Amen.